So when you hear the word regret, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? What do you wish you had never done or never said? But more importantly, how long are you going to punish yourself for your mistakes? You know, it's easy to put ourselves down and to think that we are the worst of the worst. But in reality, we're all flawed, but we're also loved. And for this season finale, we're going to look at a character who had to learn how to change her self-view and to accept the fact that she is loved despite her mistakes. And I'm talking about the blue-haired demon maid herself, Rem. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate, and you're listening to The Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break the chains that are holding you back in your life by connecting some biblical principles with themes from your favorite anime. And without further ado, let's get into it. So, again, this episode is really going over the idea of regrets, right? Because, I mean, this whole season, this whole season covering ReZero is about, has been about, you know, facing your past, accepting your past, and doing what you can to move forward and move you know, beyond your mistakes, right? And we've seen that similar theme throughout each of the characters, right? All of it about how they had to face their own past, but in different aspects and in different ways. And in Rem's case, it's about, you know, dealing with her regrets over her, her mistakes and her mindset that she's had in the past, really, up until she met Subaru. And the the Bible verse I wanted to kind of tie into that is um, Psalms chapter 139, verse 14. It says, I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. And essentially what it is, is you know, you're seeing yourself in a positive light because you are made just to be who you are, right? You're not defined by the mistakes that you've made. You know, you're not defined by the burdens and regrets you're holding on to. And they're, you're, you're defined by our Lord, right? He's called you to be more than that. He knows about the mistakes you've made that you're going to make and, you know, everything in between, right? So, I mean, if that was the case, all of us are just terrible, you know, beings, right? And none of us are perfect. None of us have live that perfect life, right? We've all done something or said something that we regret and wish we could take back, right? And for Rem, it starts back in, really, from the very beginning, from her birth. And to kind of really, to, in order to really uh, show that, and kind of go back to, you know, how Rem and, and her twin sister, Rom, were born and kind of grew up, right? So for for Rem, she has a huge inferiority complex to her to her older twin sister, uh, Rom, and is she holds both respect and guilt for her sister, and that's because so like like I said before, Rem and Rom are, are onis or demons or whatever you want to call it, but in the verse they're called onis, right? And typically onis are born with two horns. You know that's kind of just like a trademark of theirs. They have the two horns, and when it comes to twins, their twins are seen as a bad omen because both twins or each twin is only born with one horn, right? The pair is is split between the two. And normally that you know, kind of dampers their overall capability, the quality of life, things like that. So they were actually going to be executed 
the, 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 the day they were born because they were twins. And Rom, the older one, she protected both her and, and Rem with her ex- extraordinary uh, magical power. You know, because Rom was pretty much good at, at everything. Pretty much every, literally everything from magic, you know, cooking, hunting, all the different things that were valued in their culture, Rom excelled at, while Rem didn't. You know, not to say she was bad at those things, she just wasn't as proficient as her sister was. And that that started to breed a sense of, like I say, inferiority and kind of resentment within Rem, not so much towards Rom, but towards herself, where Rem believed that if she, if, if she being Ram, if she, if she had never been born, then her sister could have been that much more better off, right? Then could have been way more successful, whatever the case may be. And it feels like, again, that she's just better off not existing. And I know, I know a lot of us kind of go through that whole thing. It's like, you know, you think you know, the world or whoever you're, you know, the people that you care about, you may think that they may be better off without you for whatever the case may be, whatever the reasoning is. That's not true. That's not true at all. You know, you're put here for a reason and you've made the relationship you've made for a reason. And, you know, your life and their lives would be changed drastically if you weren't here, well, obviously your life would, you wouldn't have a life because you wouldn't be here, but you, you get it. You, you get what I'm saying. Um, it's, it, but anyway, back to the, the whole kind of mindset thinking, you know, you don't, you may not, you may think that you don't deserve to know these people to be in this situation, to have favor shown upon you. And, and, you know, in whatever the case may be, maybe you've been told your whole life that you don't deserve these things. So you start to believe it. Or on the on flip side, maybe not straight out told that you don't deserve. You just never been told that you do, and both of those things make it equally hard to believe that. And let's say in Rem's case, she was never outside of the initial discrimination for them being twins. She was never put down or anything like that in terms of her lack of lack of ability. Because again, Rem she could she was able to do everything that Rom could do, just not as well. Nor near as well. Honestly, Ron was actually kind of a genius when it came to a lot of these things. But because everyone was praising Rom so much, Rem just and Rem just felt like she was, you know, just there on the sideline, like you know, typical younger sibling syndrome, right? You're, you're living in the shadow of your older of your older sibling or your older family member, you know, whether it might be your parents, you know, if you grew up in a town where your parents are very well known for their accomplishments and things like that. And I kind of touched on this point a little bit with Subaru during his episode about how his father was, you know, the greatest thing to slice bread. And then you got him, him being Subaru, you know, everyone, they don't see the actual person, that's standing there they see who they're related to and this is a similar similar uh, take with with rim and that's part of the reason why they rim and subaru are able to connect as well as they do because that type of familiarity right at least, at least that's my take on it when i when i was watching it and going back from my research for these episodes i feel like that similarity in both of their backstories where they were you know whether directly or not compared to their family members who you know, could do everything under the sun and they themselves couldn't. And 
I think that does breed that type of inferiority complex, that type of resentment eventually towards either the person you're being compared to or resentment towards yourself because you can't live up to other people's expectations for you. And both of those are very, you know, very dangerous places to be. Um, so, again, that's kind of all where it started with REM. And re- where it kind of shifts to the guilt aspect of it is what happens later. So, yeah, some years have passed after the twins have been born. The, I can't really say how old they are. Maybe, you know, eight or nine in human years, right? And they're still children. But their village is attacked by, you know, the the witches cult, which is the main, one of the main bad groups in this, in their series itself. And during the attack, I mean, Rom was, you know, taking care of the vast majority of the enemies because, again, she's just that strong, right? And she was just trying to make sure that she protected her sister, Rim. But in that process, um, the I guess the main boss of the raid at that point, he attacked Rom and broke her horn off. And for Onis, you know, that's, you know, once they lose their horn, and they, that that's pretty much a wrap. Not like they die or anything, but you know, their magic control is nowhere near what it used to be. And it's kind of, it's just, it's not a good thing, right? But in that moment, when Rem saw her sister lose her horn for a split second, she felt joy in her heart. And I'm saying like a real brief moment, like not even something that she didn't really register until later on when she started reflecting on it. And that glimpse of joy that she felt at someone else's pain not just someone else, but her sister's pain, her sister's misfortune, ate ate Ram up, ate her up from the inside. It, it, it and, and it's it's funny. Well, funny is not the right word, but looking back at it, right? How many people do we know or have known like that who they do take joy out of someone else's misfortune for? And like genuine joy out of it. I'm not talking about this fleeting feeling that Rem had for a brief second. I'm talking about they get their kicks from it, right? They love seeing people fail. They love seeing people go through hardship, right? And and I, was, I, I think as as humans, as 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 humans, I think we do enjoy seeing it to an extent and I don't want to say enjoy it like we get pleasure from it but it's that's the reason why we watch all, all these quote unquote reality TV shows right we it's something about seeing people go through some type of struggle whether it's something that we can relate to whether it's something that you know when they make it to the other side that we strive to 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 be to be at the other end uh, whatever the case may be but what I'm talking about here is for the people who genuinely get like, like how we watch, you know, sports or something like that, how we get the, you know, that rush, that feeling, you know, when our team finally wins, they get that same feeling from people suffering. And for, for them, it's a, it's a sick kick, but in Rem's case, it wasn't that, I mean, again, it was a, it's a fleeting feeling, but for her, she felt just, oh, she was just overwhelmed with guilt, overwhelmed. I mean, this is something that she, held on to for years and she didn't tell anyone until she met Subaru um, years later. But this, this, you know, overwhelming guilt led Rem to essentially strive to be the perfect replacement for her sister. And, and it did two things for me. It made Rem put her sister on a pedestal to idolize her and, 
because she's trying to be everything that her sister was before. Because because after this, after Ron lost her horn, she essentially became terrible at everything, right? I mean, it, it did like a whole 180 where the rim was better at Rom than everything. And it, 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 it's funny, despite that, Rem, the younger one, she put her sister on the pedestal, always saying that, you know, Rom's the best at everything. She can do everything. But when we see her, when we first meet him, Rom can't do anything without Rem's help. So it's kind of, it was funny to hear her say that. But looking back in the backstory and how it all played out, it's, it, it begins to make sense. Uh, and another thing, too, is that it kills Rem's self-esteem, Right. So she's trying so hard to be everything her sister was, to be the ideal everything, ideal maid, ideal sister, ideal fighter, ideal whatever, whatever, in the insert title here. That's what Rem struggled to be. She struggled to be the best at it because she's trying to live up to where her sister was. And she feels guilty because she feels like it was her fault that her sister never lived up to her potential for being born. And B, she, and B, she felt extremely guilty because in her sister's distress she felt just a fleeting moment of joy and and because of that she holds herself by a death by a death grip essentially that hey you know i don't deserve happiness because of what i did because of how i felt when my sister was suffering because i feel like i took that from her and the question i have is how many of us feel like that today that we feel like we don't deserve happiness that we don't deserve you know, joy and, and goodness in our life because in in a moment of weakness, in a moment of naivety, whatever you want to call it, we 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 fell. I mean, there's no better way to put it. We fell. Whether it's we let ourselves down, we let our loved ones down, we got joy out of someone else's you know, torment or whatever struggle that they're going through, we feel like we like that, like they deserved it. You know, that it's good for them and made us feel whatever, whatever it is. You know, I'm just giving general examples, but I'm sure you you thought of something or a couple things by now. And I'm asking yourself, do you still deserve to be held captive by that by yourself? And I'm talking about someone else bringing it up, someone else holding you accountable for it, but you putting yourself down. Because again, this whole this whole season is about us facing our past. It's about us facing it and accepting our past for what it happened, so we can heal and move on. Right? I mean, not saying it's never going to be there, or is it just going to be long forgotten about? You know, it's the water in the bridge. Like, no, it's still there. It still happened. You're still going to have the scars from it, but now it's not an open wound, and that's what we're trying to get. This one, I'm really praying that you guys get and be able to get over that hump uh, and just realize, you know, it's okay to forgive yourself. Oftentimes it's the hardest, we're the, we're the hardest people to forgive is ourselves because we hold ourselves up to a higher standard that sometimes isn't feasible, right? Because again, we're all human. We all have make mistakes and it does take, sometimes it does take someone else to give us that extra push to pull us out, get us out of our own heads, right? So we can actually, you know, be functioning people again. And for Rem, of course, that person was Subaru because, you know, he's, he's, he got that main, the main character energy <laughs> that he always works on everybody around him. And 
Subaru was able to convince Rem to let go of her resentful feelings and to actually look towards the future, right? Again, that the whole thing of letting go of the past and, and looking forward. And and the way he, he does this is, is essentially, so after he saves the village from the demi-human demon attack or whatever, he ends up saving Rem as well um, because... So the village that's near the mansion that they stay at was being attacked by these demon dog type monster things that if if they bite you, they afflict you with a curse and you're just going to die. That's simply how it is. And Subaru and Rem went to go save some of the kids who were captured by, by the, the, the beasts. And of course, while they're rescuing them, of course, they get attacked themselves. And even though Rem is the better fighter between the two by by far, she was about to be overwhelmed and just, you know, essentially killed. But in the last minute, Subaru came and pushed her out the way so he could take the brunt of the attack, knowing full well that was going to kill him. Um, but, you know, luckily, he, they, they, Roswell and them got there in time, got him to safety, and, you know, he didn't die. He didn't have to start over in that loop. But it was in that moment that Rem realized Subaru saved her in more than one way. It wasn't just a physical thing. And in their talk afterwards, when he essentially just encouraged her to live for herself, to not not to have her whole existence be wrapped up in being Rom's twin and being being what Rom used to be. It's just understanding that you know you're you. She's her and whatever might have happened and none of that matters anymore because, you know, she still loves you. You love her and you're both here now. So now you got to essentially turn, turn from the, from that dark place you're in and face the sun so you can actually walk towards it. And, and basically from that point on, Subaru becomes a pillar of support for her, whereas she calls him her, her hero. And, is because he understands and encourages her to move to move past her past to actually not be in that same place, and I think it's funny how it, it's 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 funny because it's easy for us to tell that to other people than it is for us to do it ourselves. Because when Subaru telling Rem this is essentially the same thing he needed to do to pass the trial in in the sanctuary, but the trial for him happened way later after this after this fact. I mean, this happened towards the beginning of the series but with him talking to Rem and encouraging her and then the sanctuary happened if you're watching the anime it happens in season two so it's a whole season after this and it just goes to show that why we need other people to help push us through some of the darkest times in our life because they they are able to see more things than we are and again I know, I know. For me, sometimes if I'm left alone with my thoughts, I tend to beat myself up more than than I need to. Right? I mean, I've gotten a lot better with it over the years, and it doesn't happen nor near as much. But there are times where, you know, you're thinking so much, and you're literally thinking yourself to death, and that's just that's not going to help anyone. So, I just want to ask who who is your quote unquote Subaru? Who's your hero? Who has been that person who's been there for you, and who helped you get out of your darkness? And if you have someone like that, I encourage you to go go and thank them. Really, if, if if they're still with us, I encourage you to reach out to them in whatever way you feel comfortable and just, you know, thank them and let them know that you appreciate what they've done. And if you don't have anyone like that in your life, then 
don't don't worry. Don't worry because I truly believe when you when you want something bad enough or you know, God's going to put the people, right people in, in your, in your path, in your realm. Right. And again, you, 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 it may not even be for you, maybe for you to help somebody else. But I know for me, one of the best things, best ways to help get out of a rut is, is to help somebody else with theirs. Right. Cause it, it does something. It, one, it brings you closer with that person. And two, it gets your mind off of your own issues or mind, because like I said, sometimes you think things to death, you think yourself to death and not just just taking your mind off a of thing, even if it's just for a day, really, really helps get the ball, get the ball rolling and may help you get to that breakthrough. I mean, you never know. So I encourage you just don't give up, right? Don't give up. Don't be bogged down by what you've done, what you might have done, what you wish you hadn't done what you should have, you know, with all the what it could have should us. I mean, yes, it happened or it didn't happen. But the fact is you're you're here now, you're still standing, you're still breathing. And that means there's something else meant for you, something else on the other side. You know, just like Subaru, just like Amelia, you know, just like Roswald and just like Rom, they've all had I mean, not Rom, Rem, they've all had different different things in their past that have holding them back from, you know, their potential from moving on from really utilizing themselves to their fullest potential. And they've all had to get through it in a different way in, in their own inner internal battles. And they've all had people there who supported them, who pushed them forward and who truly believed in them for them, not because of who they who they know, who they're related to, you know, not even not even because they believe in who they are right now. It's because they believe in who they are, who they're meant to be, and who they can see them as. If if that if that kind of makes sense, right? Because um, again, all the people we see who are successful, you know, nowadays, you know, the professional athletes, the actors and actresses, you know, the you know people in, in the political space, you no know, people who you see all the time who have made it there. They were they weren't always there, right? They started from somewhere. They're they're human, just like me and you, and they've made their mistakes. They've they've put in time. They put in the effort. They've reconciled with themselves in some form or fashion that allowed them to move forward to get to the level that they're at now. And that's in all of us, right? That's in all of us. That that that, that by itself isn't special. That's something that we all can do. And I really just want to encourage each and every one of you to really. Strive for that. Strive for that to get past your mental block, get past your past, and just be able to move forward. You know, that's pretty much it. We're just trying to get better one day at a time. Well, well, this is the end of this season. I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, ReZero, and hopefully you might check it out you know, at some point. Uh, I think at the time of recording this, uh, season three was announced. So I'm excited. Can't wait to get back into it. But for next season, we're going to look at an anime that really shows us what it means to go back to basics and and how starting over isn't always a bad thing. And really what it means kind of back to basics is just kind of really going back to the root of it all to, of, you know, whether it's your journey, your your passion, you know, whatever it is that you're striving for and really how sometimes in order to get ahead we got to start over and 
This is an anime where science prevails overall. Dr. Stone. So again, look forward to that. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. And I pray that you got what you needed out of it. And hopefully you learned something new about yourself. And throughout this whole journey that you just learned to reflect, accept, and, and move forward. You know, feel free to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. I would love reading guys' comments and helps me improve each and every episode. And always remember, you are the main character of your story. And that story doesn't end until he says so. All right. Be blessed.